Why is the shopping cart always in the top right of the screen? How do companies predict my purchases? Why do prices end in nine? Why do fast food companies use red and yellow in their logos? Why do restaurants always have one expensive menu item? Researchers, marketers, and very curious people seek the answers for how we make decisions and how we choose products. Clicksuasion finds the secrets that companies use and shares them with you. Why do I feel better when I bought the last remaining airline ticket? How do I make choices based on colors and fonts? Welcome back to the Clicksuasion podcast. This is Katana Lamlin at the lab in Pinehurst, North Carolina. We're here with the core team today, uh, Anna Silverman, Katie Fromnick, Cindy Fifield, and Michael Barbera. We're going to talk about what's been happening over the last 14 months, uh, codename Uncle Stephen's visit. Uh, I actually have an Uncle Stephen and a brother Stephen, so uh, this is, in the beginning, was quite confusing for me. So you might have heard of the news, but Clicksuasion has acquired Nova Design Group, and we've been operating under... Uh, Uncle Steven's visit, codename, since January of 2020. We've been working together as a team since around August or September of 2020. Um, but today we're going to talk about what we do here at the lab, or a better phrase is how we spend our days here at the lab, uh, what's next for us, and potentially cover some research that we'll be releasing in the near future. So, Cindy, tell us why um, this mer merger, this acquisition, what, what led to this? As the leader of the PAC, per se, of Nova Design Group, we had already wanted to expand and challenge ourselves. Mm -hmm. Working alongside with Michael over at Clicksuasion Labs, he really gave us the opportunity to do so. We had already been collaborating with different clients and such, which is the perfect opportunity to bring our teams together. Okay. Each organization pretty much had a similar challenge, whereas... Mm -hmm the Clicksuasion clients would receive the research on how their consumers were making decisions uh, and then need a team to apply that research in marketing campaigns. Whereas the opposite for Nova Design Group, Cindy's clients and Nova Design Group were uh, getting the applied uh, marketing. However, they weren't having the research. So we started sharing clients back and forth, referring each other and realized there was more of a holistic team than, than we thought there was. And then so the uh, the conversation started, well, how much can we work together in this capacity? What does the future look like? Is there a possibility to uh, create a third entity or combine or join? And uh, mm -hmm. eventually 14 months of secret sauce planning where we are today. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Let's go around the table. I'm going to introduce our core team members and uh, we'll talk with each of them. So Anna, Anna is a coffee aficionado, much like myself originally from Chicago, uh, I believe prefers, what is it, thin, thin crust pizza? Thin crust. Okay. Thin crust yeah, so Anna, it's tell a us, crime in Chicago. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, tell us a little bit um, about yourself and what you do with your days at the lab. Okay, well, my official title is administrative assistant, but I wear many hats here. I'd say my main three roles are client relations, I manage the internal operations of the lab, and engage with journalists about the research that we publish. Um, when I'm not here, though, I'm usually at home chasing around my two kids, River and Stella. Yes. Okay. So not not just coffee runs. Not just coffee runs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Katie. Katie is uh, originally from Florida. Um, Katie, tell me something I don't know about you. 
Ooh, I love that question. I always have a very good answer. Something nobody we'll really... We'll judge if it's a very good answer. <laughs> oh, it is. Don't worry. Um, not very many people know this. Mm -hmm. I was bit by a rabid cat in what? high school. I had oh to get the rabies treatment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I <laughs> told you it was good. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I... explains the animal prints. I am the marketing consultant here at the lab. Um, I manage a lot of Google Analytics for our clients. I monitor KPIs and track user journeys through the websites, which helps us, um, we can identify underperforming pages. I also work a lot with Google Analytics, helping craft campaigns, which can include retargeting and geo-tracking geo campaigns. Just last week, actually, we were working with a regional client of ours, and we were able to identify that a large percentage of their core audience um, has school-aged children. And we were actually able to set up a geofencing campaign that targets parents in the school drop-off lines. So we're able to... Smart. It's very, very neat what we're, you know, what the kind of advertisements that we're able to set up. Other than that, I help design websites and, mm -hmm. you know, monitor the website maintenance for our clients. So you could uh, target someone, parents at the park, or maybe dads at the bar, or wherever, wherever your target audience is. Exactly. I don't know that dads at the bar is the best place to find maybe dads, not. but yes, we can do a lot of, you know, we can get very specific with our target audiences. So what you're saying is you can help the one thin crust pizzeria in Chicago find Anna. I could. Yes, yes I could. Yes, please. Please. I miss it. Very much. Bring it, bring it here to Pinehurst. Yeah. All right, Cindy. <laughs> Uh, I've been working with Cindy for the last couple of years, and a couple of things I've, I've learned about Cindy is she is a fantastic listener and um, introduced me to the show Friends, which I had never watched before. So That's Cindy, how is that possible? <laughs> I know, right? Why, why aren't we just learning this? I know. <laughs> I, there's probably plenty, plenty other TV shows that I've never seen that you would be very offended that I have not seen. <laughs> So, Cindy, tell, tell us something um, about you that we don't know and a little bit about how you spend your days at the lab. So, what a lot of people don't know about me, most people know that I'm my husband's retired military, military spouse, grew up military, spent my whole life military. What they don't really know is that I started my career in marketing as a model. So, most people don't realize that. I did a lot of Vanna White type modeling, promotional modeling, and nice. really enjoyed the market. Got to work for companies like Coca Cola, Pepsi. Um, the Padres, so lots of fun things, especially out in California. So there you go, something new for everybody to know. <laughs> it's out there now. But um, I spend my days at the lab really just advising with our clients, crafting messages. You know, everybody knows I have a passion for clear messaging. Make sure that a five-year-old can understand what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and then just um, leading our team here, you know, with internal marketing and then helping our clients as well as their marketing. All right, great. Uh, before we move on to what I do at the lab, Mike. So Michael Barbera, I haven't known him terribly long yet, but he likes to play uh, Pac-Man as much as I do. We're currently fighting for the high score, and I know he's a fan of cookie dough. So Mike, tell us something we don't know about you and um, a little bit about what you do here at the lab. At the lab, I spend my days, I get to work with a phenomenal team of researchers and marketers 
where we get to research how people make decisions and then apply psychology to marketing, communication, and employee engagement. That is so many different hats and so large and so niche of scopes. It's it's really wide in the depth and breadth. However, it is my passion, my joy to understand how people tick, how people make decisions, how people behave, and then we get to apply that to our clients. But the one of the the best parts about being here every day is getting to share what we find and not only learning something new, but sharing it with our team members and our clients. And so uh, something you might not know about me is that I twice won second place at the North Carolina State Fair uh, for canned goods. Really? <laughs> what did you can? I wow. uh, won second place for canned uh, uh, pickled jalapenos mm. and uh, sweet relish. Oh, my husband would like both of them. I would too. Wow, that's I thought awesome. for sure you were going to say one second place in a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still waiting on his banana bread. So. I, I will deliver banana bread to the lab in the near future. And the canned goods. And the canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of canned goods in, in my home. I'll start bringing them in. Please. Now I feel like we have some kind of like barter or transaction <laughs> going on here. And pickle onions. We can do it. Yep, yep. Trade. Hey, Katana, hostess with the Moses, tell us about you. <laughs> All right, so Katana Lumlin, I'm the digital marketing consultant here at the lab. I have one dog, one cat, two guinea pigs, and at one time, a squirrel. But we won't go into the squirrel story right now. <laughs> um, and here at the lab, I spend most of my days crafting and managing uh, digital and print marketing campaigns, uh, applying consumer psychology to existing marketing strategies, and teaching and presenting seminars. So, all right, so that's a lot of big words. Think about the last email marketing campaign you got. You got a notification on your phone, so you pull it up to check it out, except you can't read it. It will, it'll scroll, but the words are super tiny, and then there's this picture that you just can't quite make out what what's going on there. Uh, and you do what I call the pinch and zoom. You have to pinch your fingers together and then spread them out to kind of zoom in on this image that you've gotten in your email. So that's just one way, or I assist uh, a business with their marketing strategies to ensure that everything's legible, readable on every format, so digital or print, and that it matches their business goals. That's all of our core team. We've got Anna, Katie, Cindy, Mike, and Katana, but we are looking for new family members. So if you'd like to join the lab, you can check us out at clicksuasion.com forward slash careers. Cindy, can you share with us what you love about the lab? What I love about the lab? Yes. Well, I won't steal Anna's answers. So be polite about that. <laughs> Thank you. I, what I love about the lab is that we offer innovation in ways that people haven't thought. We like to think way outside the box and really help our clients stay within their goals and help them build their businesses smarter, I guess you could say. Uh, Anna, what, what could you say to someone who was interested in possibly joining our core team? I would say that I get to come to work every day and literally learn something new every day. And it's just very cool. And I genuinely like the people I work with. And I like oh, being thank here. You. You're welcome. Generally likes us. Generally. generally. No, not generally. <laughs> genuinely. genuinely. All right. Clarify that. Uh, Katie, what, what do you love about the lab? What could you say to a possible new team member? 
Um, it's very hard to be bored here. All of the projects are very different. You know, it's not just developing website after website. You know, every client that we work with gets such a personalized plan with the, you know, the consumer psychology background. And, um, you know, each project is just so drastically different from the one before. It's, mm-hmm. It holds your attention. It's very exciting. Definitely. I can, I can definitely agree with that. A reason why many people choose an organization to call home is the learning opportunities. Uh, That's a two-way street here. First, I don't have children and I probably won't have children. However, I get to come to the lab each day and act as a a quasi father figure and share the knowledge that I would share with a child or a relative. And so that that gives me some personal fulfillment. Uh, But it's a two-way street because there, there are amazing team members here at the lab who have different educational experiences and background, different lived experiences, and I get to learn from them equally as, as I get to share information. So if you're interested in joining the Clixuasion family, you can learn more at clixuasion.com forward slash careers. Mike, can you share a little bit about some of our extended team members? So we have the core team that's here at the lab in Pinehurst, and we have some team members who are remote uh, and that includes Stevie Pena, who has a focus in I.O. psychology and employee engagement. Uh, Ashley Gardner, who's located in the Midwest and has a focus on employee burnout. Andrea Henschel, who is located in Michigan and focuses on employee hiring practices with, with uh, individuals who have um, special needs. And even if you're not uh, looking to be hired or join us here at the lab, we'd still love you to join us for coffee in our new location. <laughs> 285 Olmstead Boulevard, Suite 11, Pinehurst, North Carolina. Appreciate that, Anna. I will eventually have that memorized. <laughs> so what's next at the lab? We have some research publishing soon. Katie, can you share a little bit about what, what we have coming up? Absolutely. Right now, Katana and I are mm-hmm. we're working on a research project. We have a hypothesis that a specific type of language is what can get you thrown into Facebook jail. We've um, had a couple of clients that have, have wound up in Facebook jail and it's affected their business pages. So we were, it piqued our interest. And so now we are um, conducting some research to see if you know, we can find any um, common denominator in the people that are, are getting put in Facebook jail because Facebook's, their policies are not exactly clear. Some more research you can look forward to uh, in the near future is a study that is being done to assess the viability of uh, the economic impact of casinos in North Carolina. You may have read something about it in the paper in the last few months or so. So we're conducting a study into that to see how it would affect our area. Well, the North Carolina General Assembly commissioned a, a study to identify the economic impact of casinos uh, in North Carolina. What the study found was um, they suggest two casinos being placed in the Mecklenburg County, Greater Charlotte uh, metro area, uh, one in the, in the Triangle or Raleigh dorm, one located in Pinehurst, which is where the lab is located, and another one located in Wilmington. What the lab is researching is the economic impact of that small community or the individual willingness to spend and the, and the impact on people's financial decision making. Additionally, how will each casino compete with one another? We're identifying what is a, a casino's customer's willingness to drive when there are multiple casinos within 80 miles of one another. Those are just some of the variables we're researching, and the study is going to publish probably in early summer 2021.
Mike, can you tell us a, a tease a little bit about some more research that's going to uh, be released soon about um, highway signs? Imagine you are, well, actually, I'm going to back up. This okay. is a follow-on study to Katie's revenge spending research, which I, I hope that you've read because it's quite relevant to what's happening right now uh, in the economy as we are bouncing out of the, uh, the pandemic. So as a follow-on study to Katie's revenge spending, uh, imagine you are driving to visit somebody, go on vacation. You're on the interstate or a large highway. You see that blue highway sign that says McDonald's, Burger King, gas, uh, next exit. McDonald's quarter of a mile off the exit. Burger King, or no, or it says McDonald's next exit. And then you get off the exit, you get towards the stop sign at the end of the exit, and it says McDonald's 1.4 miles to the right. Yeah. Now, how do you feel? That's that, oh, that defeated feeling of they lied to me. <laughs> I mean, not to drive a mile for McDonald's, no way. That's a little too far. So we're, we're identifying how people perceive those signs and their willingness to drive uh, specific distances for those locations. So as as many North Americans are taking to the roads for uh, their post-pandemic road trips in the summer of 2021, we're identifying how restaurants and food service and, and service stations can uh, build a, a more engaging user and customer experience, even if their location is located more than one mile from the main highway. That's just a Starbucks for me. It better be less than 0. 0.0 miles. <laughs> we'll drive for coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I've driven out of my way for like a Bob Evans before, but I think that's because I grew up with with Bob Evans. It was like a childhood thing. But um, okay. I drive can... anywhere for Chipotle. Oh yeah, anywhere. Five ten miles out of your way. <laughs> Another piece of research that's going to be releasing soon uh, has to do with bleach. Mike, can you expand? In the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we conducted four separate studies at a brick and mortar retail location. Uh, study number one was conducted as a control group or base study where there was no changes to the physical environment at the brick and mortar retail store. Uh, and we, we identified how people were engaging with the products, their willingness to pay, and the average dollar amount per transaction. In study number one, um, what we, how we changed the study was we placed a bottle of cleaning solution uh, onto the counter, a spray bottle cleaning solution on the counter at the point of sale. And what we found was customers were willing to pay a little bit more per the products and the average number of the average total amount per transaction increased at that store as well. In study number three, there was the visual representation of the, of the spray bottle. And then there was a candle with a bleach smell burning in the background, which could not be seen by the customers, but it gave the olfactory sense of a bleach or sanitary uh, smell in the store, combined with the visual representation of the bleach and the olfactory representation of the, the cleanliness smell, uh, people's willingness to pay increased as well as the total dollar amount per transaction. And in study number four, there was the visual representation of the bleach, there was the, the smell of the bleach or the candle in the background, and then also there was the visual representation of an employee uh, actively cleaning the point of sale counter to show that it was being cleaned at that time. And then in study number four, when the person was cleaning the, the counter, the willingness to pay increased and the total dollar amount per transaction also increased from the three previous studies. So we have a lot of research coming out soon to look forward to. If you can't join us at the lab for uh, coffee, you can visit us at clicksuasion.com forward slash supercharged. Connect with us there. Other than that, Anna, Cindy, Mike, Katie, Thank you for joining us today. This is Katana Lumlin.
in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Thanks for listening to Clicksuasion. Subscribe to the podcast, read our research, and get in touch with us at clicksuasion.com. You can also find us on Twitter with the handle at Clicksuasion.